Hey, this is the Digging Deeper podcast with the City of Lamarck Summer Interns. Today, for our bonus episode, we have Gardy Garcia from KEGA Radio, interviewed by myself, Mackenzie Chris, and Sundas Snowfall. We hope you enjoy. My name is Gardy Garcia. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're here interviewing Gardy about mental health. And, you know, he's on the radio constantly interviewing people, learning about all different kinds of people and their experiences. So we're going to talk to him and get a glimpse into what that's like. So I mean, he's going to be the interview. I can't hear myself. Stop. (laughs) I can hear you. Okay. And now he's going to be no, the we one. No, li- I'm leaving all this in. This is funny. This is gold. <laughs> I'm just saying that he's going to be the one in the chair now. Yeah, he's the interviewee, not the interviewer. Exactly. And we just, just we had this idea just out of nowhere. So yeah, well, this is totally spontaneous. So I guess just kind of talk about yourself, you know? Yes. Yeah, so my name is Gardy. I help run KHEA Radio. We're a Lamarck positive community radio station that has been... Uh, doing what we do, I guess we got our start after Hurricane Harvey, and we had the license before and we were doing stuff, but that's really whenever we started to hit the ground running. There's a lot of people that I get to meet. There's a lot of people I get to interview, and it's always fun because I do get to learn, like you said. I get to learn about a lot of people in the community, and if there's anything interesting that I want to learn about, I just will reach out to that person because all they can do is say no. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't hurt to ask, right. like, hey, would you like to be interviewed? Um, the world got really small during COVID whenever it came to a communication because Zoom and those those things were around. FaceTime has been around, but it helped, uh, you know, push that out more because it became important if you were able and fortunate to still work. A lot of those meetings were through Zoom. And so we we did the same thing. We started using a Zoom account to start interview people in California. I got to talk to people in other countries and in, in Asia. I got to talk to people. Um, down in um, in South America all during COVID because it forced us to do that. So I was like, why not ask and see if people want to talk to us? I mean, we're out of Lamarck, Texas, but what we have found out is you can go anywhere in the world from Lamarck, Texas. You just have to want to go. Right. No, I think that's really interesting. You have a, definitely a great opportunity to connect with all kinds of different people because, I mean, in my opinion, that's what life is really all about is building those meaningful connections and uh, learning from them and growing from them. Uh, you were talking about COVID. That really took a toll on a lot of people. Uh, pretty much everyone I know, everyone I've spoken to has had some sort of negative mental health experience due to COVID. So is there anything specific, any specific stories that relate to that? Yeah, kind of. I guess so. And all this stuff isn't easy to talk about for me right. because I'm usually on the other side and I ask <laughs> the questions and and we're a, that's why we're interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> we're a positive and community. Those are the two rules that we've kind of set up. There's a bunch of other things we talk about, but as long as it fits inside those guidelines, I'm open to talk about it. There are some things that uh, last year, like anybody else. So I had a, um, um, I have three kids, and my youngest, he's 15 months, so he's about a year and a half years old, and he was born at the beginning of March last year, 2020. So it's right at the beginning of everything. Uh, whenever it started, it was actually lockdown happened the second day. He was born. Family was able to come to the hospital day one. Hey, he's, you know, beautiful baby. He was having some health issues. And so we really couldn't, um, family couldn't see him. So he went into the, the NICU and uh, he was there for a couple weeks. And day, day two, after he was born, which he was, we barely got to see him because they changed the NICU rules and everything. Um, 
visitors weren't allowed in there. Like if if I wasn't allowed to leave, they were like, if you leave, you can't come back. They were still trying to figure out the protocols for what COVID was. We don't know anything about it. They just knew like everything's locked. It's locked down. So that was kind of tough for me. It, it took, um, I've always kind of taken the role of, you'll figure it out later. You got to be strong now because my family needs me. I have, you know, I have two other kids. My wife's in here and in the hospital and um it was just it was a lot right so i guess there was uh some times where they they changed the rules hey you're allowed to leave but you have to come back before six o'clock because then we aren't allowing guests back um my wife she had a c-section and i I mean i hope she's okay with me sharing all this stuff so she had a c-section so she's recovering she couldn't see the baby um they actually they wheeled her all the way up to the NICU it's a it's a, a yeah it's a crazy thing um but she was allowed to go home, but then she couldn't come back because she physically couldn't walk to the into the from the parking lot to the hospital. Like we ended up asking, like, can we please have a wheelchair? Can I wheel her in myself? Because they would only then they made the NICU rules like, OK, no visitors unless it's the NICU and it's only one person and you have to leave at six o'clock. Um, no, you don't have to leave at six o'clock. You have to be in before six o'clock. But if you leave after, you can't come back. So what my wife asked me to do was to get there before six and and I would probably stay until like four in the morning or like try and sleep because it felt better that at least I was there he was all like plugged up and um needles and and all this stuff there was a a blood uh, a blood issue so he had some stuff that was fighting in his own blood and so he had to have like I don't know how many transfusions and it was really tough um but for me I always took it as my role is to be there and strong for my family. My wife needed me more at the hospital than she needed me at home. COVID wasn't really, it was important and it was on my mind and everything else was going crazy in the world and starting to spiral. But I guess my life from that, that macro got micro really focused on that, on that unit. And so I really wasn't processing the other stuff. We finally got out and it was a breath of fresh air you know, after two weeks, um, the transfusions and the stuff that they were giving him, you know, it it worked and we were really concerned. Then I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm just so excited to be home. Flash forward a month and then I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, can I go back to work? You know, what do I do? My family, you know, needs me. So I started trying to figure out how to do some mobile stuff. Then we actually got my wife got COVID and um, that was a whole, <laughs> whole different Aww. thing, whole different thing. Again, it, it doesn't even make any sense. Um, so here's. All of the, these things happen and people have stories like mine and worse, you know, all over the world. And um, I've never shared, you know, that's that story. But when I tried to get back into work and do the exact same thing that I had been doing for years, it was hard because there was a lot going on at home. There was a lot going on in my family, a lot going on in the world. But. I almost had to try and force myself to do it because I there was some things I didn't want to do it, to be honest. I guess it made me realize that life is too short. Um, there's a lot going on. I wasn't wasting my time. I was talking about important things, but it wasn't things that really got me excited. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you because we had a conversation the other day. Um 
and you had mentioned there was a period of time there where you were kind of in a rut and you yeah. had like it, you weren't getting excited about mm-hmm. the things that you were doing it's here more like he lost motivation right so yeah. i was going to ask you how do you now prevent that and how do you yeah. kind of fight against that feeling so what i did was i started finding things that i did get excited about and it was things that we had never talked about before i had never interviewed someone about before and i just started asking like hey you know there's a a motivational speaker that's out in la you know hey there's a a musician that's you know on the east coast and i would just ask i would ask them and see like could you know would y'all be willing to talk to me and and a lot of them said yes and a lot of them maybe didn't even open it i was like dming uh on instagram just like things that i found interesting like hey would you be open to 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 talk to me and that got me excited again so i so right now it's a balance for me of things that there may not be anybody else in the world or even in Lamarck or Galveston County that cares about it. But for me, like I get excited. And so I'll tell my wife like, oh, my gosh, I got this scheduled. I'm so excited about it. Um, I'll, I'll do it, you know, and I don't know. I, but that's what I started. I started doing. And it was a balance of I'll do things if it's important and it's a, a public service. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, and then uh, so it's just it's just a juggling and it's a balance. And I found, it, you know, it I get excited again, and I get to do stuff like this. And and you know what? And this gets me excited. Just like seeing young people. I was talking to my friend Kevin as he went to the back, and um, you know, Colleen FaceTimed and asked like, "Hey, would you be down?" I was like, "Of course." I've been trying to like work with young people for years, but and we've reached out to you know the colleges and and maybe some people in the schools, but it's always a um, a hassle, it's right? a ta- it's a task, you know, and you just got to do it. And we're a very small team here, but I think it's great because anybody who wants to learn anything like this or is interested in you, you know, Mackenzie, you're interested in in podcasting and all of that. That that gets me excited. And then y'all are also planners, you know, and it's a team. And like like any team, any business, there's uh, there's different roles, and people have to know what roles they fill and what their strong points are, so that way you can lead a team you can play and put people in a place where they're going to be successful and i see that's kind of what y'all are doing here i mean it's it was very hard you know we only have one more week and actually no we have this week and next week and we felt like we're just getting started i know it's it's honestly yeah it is really exciting like uh, this was kind of just an idea of oh, you know, maybe we could do this. And then right in that meeting, Colleen, who is, if you're listening and you don't know, she's PR for the city of Lamarck. uh, She FaceTimed Gardy just in the middle of our meeting and, you know, asked, hey, would this be a possibility? And thankfully he was on board. And so now we have this great opportunity to learn and, and get to know each other and make meaningful connections. So, I mean, I'm really excited and I'm having the best time. And that's why he's being the one interviewed. He deserves to have a say. He's the one that caused You all deserve this. the spotlight, I deserve Gardy. nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> I deserve nothing. Um, <laughs> that is not true. Uh, please, guys. No. Just, please. <laughs> if you're watching this, comment on like down below or something <laughs> to say that he that he does deserve the no. spotlight. Um, yeah. Make so, sure. So kind of getting back on track to the mental health thing, um, how... One thing I am so curious about to ask everyone today, uh, what are there any like specific activities that you do or techniques that you use to de-stress and separate your home life from your work life? Oh, yeah. So I love being active. 
Um, I love like martial arts. I know it sounds funny. I like oh, that's really cool. MMA, boxing, and that kind of stuff. And so um, I started in uh, 2019. I started in uh, 2019 at the end of the year. I started training jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu. And so for me, that's what I found joy in. And so I'll I'll even interview like some of these grapplers. They have these tournaments and promotions, and it's interesting to me. Right. And there is a community that is all about that. Um, and I've, I found that I like that, but that's what I use. Like I go train multiple times a week and I get up, it's like early, like I found classes and it's like 5am, you know, like, right. so you got to really want to do something. And for me that works best because I have a wife and three kids and they're not <laughs> up. So I can go do that yeah. in the morning. I, if I train for an hour, however long I get back shower and then everybody gets up, go to work, come back and still spend time with my family. For me, I found, um, that that or like lifting weights just trying to stay active has has been a like big for me um just staying staying active and keeping your mind and having goals with anything that is outside of of you know khea radio clear life media outside of even like specific family goals or anything like that just to have your own personal goals because i have goals for that as well but it's it's been um it's been big for me and i know a lot of people feel the same way you got to find something that you were passionate about oh and that reminds me so my friend aj that i interviewed earlier before you guys came in he was talking about passion and that that definition which i hadn't heard this version before but it and maybe y'all have because y'all are really bright <laughs> is <laughs> um anything that you're willing to endure pain for anything that you're willing to sacrifice something for then you're passionate about it so if you're if you have passion for you know, the city of Lamarck, if you have passion for your education, you're passionate about your family, you're going to be willing to put up with times that aren't that aren't easy, that aren't always, hey, this feels good because you have feel good moments and everything. But there's also going to be those those downs and it's worth sticking with because you, it's more than I just like it. Maybe even just do you love it? Like or do you have a passion? Do you have a true passion, you know, for like do I have passion for my family? Would I endure pain? Yeah, I would endure pain. You know, for them. So. So I know you run this KHEA radio, right? Mm-hmm. Is this one of your biggest passionate to be one of to be the interview <laughs> to be the one to doing the interviewing? Right. It didn't start out as that. I would say I. Yeah, my background. Was music. Music was my passion. I made like barely any money and lived and slept on floors like touring the country and you know lucky if we got a hotel for. For years I did that, and that was my my passion at the time. But that was before I was married and had a family and all that stuff. I could do it. It was my opportunity. Um, and then, you know, later, you know, my priorities switch, and I still – I love music. I like music. I would put up stuff, but I would say my, my family is more of – is higher than that, you know, to where I wouldn't be like, I got to quit. And But – KHEA didn't start out as that. I had no idea, but I did have it turn into, yeah, I say that it is. It is one of my passions. It turned into that. And I'm not, if for whatever reason I stopped doing interviews tomorrow, I would still want KHEA to grow. I would still want Clear Life to grow. Um, But if that was the way, like me stopping doing interviews and stuff, I would be okay with that. But I would still want the the idea to grow. If something else seemed more successful, like if we went a different format, I would be. I think I would be. I would be okay with that. 
Yeah, I I think it's about being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. That's, you know, right. that's really what it's all about. Uh, I mean, generally speaking, when you're really passionate about something and you really care and you would sacrifice things for it, it's normally about more than just you and your personal interests. It's about your peers, your family, your friends, your fellow citizens, things like that. So I think that's really interesting. I've always wanted to be successful in anything that I do, but I've never wanted the spotlight to be on you. You're in it. Yeah. You're now in it and you had no choice either. (laughs) True. You know, and that's true. And I'm fine with that. But if again, like if it, if it came like Guardi, you're not going to be on anything. You're not going to be on any video or your voice or anything like that. I would 100% be okay with that. And that's, that's the truth. I mean, I guess it's time for people to see the behind the scene. And you are behind the scene of KHE Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So um, we're kind of wrapped for time here a little bit. But uh, before we go, Gardy, is there anything, any inspirational, encouraging words that you want to give to the listeners? I just want to say thank you guys for for listening to this. And if you found any value in it, feel free to share it out and ask questions. You know, there's a lot of bright students. You know, some are adults and trying to figure out that next uh, part of their life and I I would say reach out and see if there's any way that you can support these guys and hopefully they can continue on in their podcast journey or in their futures in general so thank you guys for the thank time thank you so thank much thank you for talking with us Gardy we really appreciate it that concludes this episode of Digging Deeper thank you for tuning in as we explore mental health see you next time